Welcome back to the Nethercast, guys. I am Cyborg, and I am joined, as always, by Temp, Razor. Unfortunately, Shadowloo is sitting this one out again. Uh, he's still without internet, so we miss him. We love him. We wish him the best. Godspeed. But we do have on a special guest, and that is a returning guest, and that would be Sir Brusque. Hello, everybody. I'm a returning guest character. Yes. In this Netherrealm stream. It doesn't exist in the world. Ed, no guest Ed would characters. not approve of this. We're, we're <laughs> yeah. the same thing twice. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not a part of the Nethercast universe. Everyone's gonna crap uh, shit on me. But your gameplay's gonna be broken, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah. I'm only mad because they could have had rain instead. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's quite a bit to get into this week. We have Firestorm, the the reveal of Firestorm with the up, up, down, down guys. And then we have the stream where they showed off an actual Firestorm trailer. And then we have the breakdown of Swamp Thing and Cheetah, as well as the introduction of Source Crystals. And I have my own little rant blow up that I need to go on based on the events of said stream. So where do we want to start here? Let's start, let's start, let's just go in order. Let's start with Firestorm, the Firestorm reveal. You can lump the trailer in there as well. Razor, what do you got on Firestorm? Nope, nope, nope. Brusque. No? no? <laughs> Brusque, what do you have on Firestorm? Let's let the guests well, do you go want me first. To, you want me to talk to, you, you want me to like talk about my thoughts on like the first reveal? Because the first reveal was like completely like dumb well <laughs> we not... barely got like seconds of gameplay so yeah that was a thing that happened <laughs> well um... my well my first reaction was is that i i, I was like okay cool I, I had some people like tell me that or like or i was one of them who said like he looks like fujin like his face looks like fujin from uh, mkx <laughs> yeah. it does and so like i when they first revealed him i was like okay there's there's barely enough to go off of we just saw a couple a couple like moves him shooting fire and everything like it was just like the basic thing plus the super move but once the trailer came around then i was like oh okay now he looks pretty darn good i like everything he has to offer i mean some people say uh, i've seen some people uh, uh, compare him to tremor a little bit with the magma and everything i can see it but he does. He just looks like his own character, kind of. I see, and I've seen some Sinestro kind of comparisons as well. But overall, I don't have any complaints about him. I like his visual design. Uh, it's kind of CW-ish. I mean, if some people have a problem with it. I really don't mind it because, I, granted, I'm not that much big, that big of a Firestorm fan. But it's not that I don't like the character. It's just that hey, if he looks cool and you know with the with the gameplay and everything, then hey, I'm on I'm on board. I'm glad he's in the game. Um, and I'm glad, you know, Firestorm fans have what they have and everything like that. So, yeah, pretty general opinion. It's cool. Okay, sure. Uh, Razor, where, where are you at on uh, Firestorm? I'm, I'm really happy with uh, what we've seen of Firestorm. Like, in terms of, in terms of the way he was revealed, like, I was not nearly as upset as everybody else was about how little footage we got. Because I knew that we'd get more soon, and we did, like, two days later. A day later, actually, I think. Wait, no, yeah. you're right. Monday to Wednesday, <laughs> two days, okay. Anyway, like, the, the most important thing to me was just seeing, like, what he was going to look like. And I am really, really happy with this costume because it's skin tight and it's not made of fucking armor plates. <laughs> they actually made a superhero outfit as opposed to their 
weird nether realm armor designs and like i i couldn't be happier like the, he looks he looks very close to the comics and in terms of like comparisons to the cw show i actually think that firestorm on the cw shows has one of the better costumes so that's not at all a problem for me the the only real difference between like cw and what's in the game is that the game has him with the headgear that he has in the comics Gotcha. As opposed to, like, on the shows, it's just, like, he doesn't wear anything on his head, and then his head's on fire. Okay. So, the, um... As far as his moves, like, I am a little bit disappointed, because, as you remember, I've said before what I hoped and expected for Firestorm, that they'd use his ability to transmute elements in his moves somehow, right. and it looks like pretty much just a fire-throwing guy. Although, like, I wonder what the turning blue, uh, his trait actually does. Right. I'm not clear on that. Like, does it change the damage output, or what? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be kind of boring if it was just damage output. I mean, I think that's kind of like a a simplistic way of doing that. I feel like that that's not very creative. But, Temp, where are you at on Firestorm? I think Firestorm's amazing. I'm very happy with the character. Um, I didn't, I didn't see the reveal, so I know everyone was down about the reveal. I didn't see that till about like twelve hours after the fact. I completely forgot there was going to be a reveal that day. So I'm just you know <laughs> at work, fucking scrolling here? on my phone. I'm at eventhubs.com, and I'm just like, oh, Street Fighter patch notes. And I was like, it had Firestorm revealed, and I fucking like flew out of my seat. I was like, holy shit, when was that? Who announced that? <laughs> right? So um. Yeah, so I, I looked at the photos. I thought he looked really good. Um, but there's another reason why I'm kind of excited about the character. When Dr. Fate was revealed, I was like, oh, this character looks so good. But I know he's going to be like underneath a pile of dudes when people play him. When the game comes out, Like everyone's going to be flocking towards Fate. So I'm like, I might just wait for the reveal of another character who I can kind of stick with while everyone's on the, on the Fate train. You know? Um, so this will kind of be like my Dr. Fate. This is going to be like my badass character on the side. Uh, if I had to give a criticism, I think he's just part of an unfortunate pattern of Injustice characters who are really bombastic on paper, literally, but are kind of underwhelming in gameplay. Like, a lot of characters just feel... The stiffness is part of the problem, but I feel like the character designs and animations are really conservative. I like to see characters be able to do really crazy shit. And I, I feel like a lot of the, the, like the flying energy beam characters are just they, they visually are very restrictive they're not doing crazy shit they're shooting very small lasers they're kind of doing the teleport's awesome by the way i love his teleport but um it's weird seeing these like these gods these titans play like ryu that's weird to me um and he's part of that pattern i wish he was a little more bombastic i wish i mean some characters do it right supergirl is perfect superman is perfect and in justice one superman felt like Superman should play. He looked the way Superman should play. I don't feel that way about Firestorm. I don't feel that way about Blue Beetle. I feel like they they need a lot more oomph. But the character's badass. I love, love the design. Remember how I said I want Captain Cold to be a Mega Man 1 villain? Well, I got it. I got my fucking Fireman. It's awesome. I love it. So, See, the thing, <laughs> about, the thing about these trailers is I feel like they're kind of hit and miss. I mean... 
if you watch these streams where they do the character breakdowns, I did not think Harley or Wonder Woman or Swamp Thing or even Cheetah were done justice in their trailer compared to what the actual breakdown showed. And that's obviously we're very high on Swamp Thing's trailer because it looked really good. Yes. But the breakdowns mm -hmm. of each of these characters are what are selling them to me. Like I it wasn't until the breakdowns of all these characters did I think to myself, man, I really want to play this. Swamp Thing might be the exception because he really did have a strong trailer. But um, even Red Man was a little bit uh, kind of hesitant on Swamp Thing until he saw the breakdown. The breakdowns, I feel like, show a lot more of what the character has to offer, whereas the trailer is just kind of like the flashy stuff. You don't really know everything that's really going on in the finer details of everything until you see the breakdowns. So it's really interesting. Okay. Um, for Firestorm, real quick, though, I'll throw mine on there. Oh, definitely. I actually, <clears throat> I didn't, I don't know. It was a thing. <laughs> I, <laughs> Could you say more? <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it exists. That's my opinion. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just wasn't... I didn't see the same character that you guys saw. I saw a character that threw fireballs and had a couple of cool moves. But overall, I mean, his trailer didn't even touch the Fate trailer or the Swamp Thing trailer in terms of style. But maybe that's just me. I'm not huge into Firestorm. I, I'm glad the character's in the game, don't get me wrong. And I think he's cool, but... Just, I don't know, nothing in the trailer sold me on, man, I want to play this character. I mean, so. again, for me, it's all about the costume. Like, I really, I just want to say something that will reward Netherrealm for doing an outfit right. Because they need, they need positive... Yeah, no, I'm in agreement with you there. Appraisal. They need they need to know that this is what the characters in a superhero game should look like. So they'll stop doing the other thing. Yeah. No, I mean, they, they've definitely nailed some of the characters in this game, whereas others, they've had the, the, the armor a much more of a factor. I think a nice balance of both have the base be the unarmored version, and that's what the gear is for, is to offer that type of aesthetic that they want to put on there as an option. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on Firestorm. If I'm going to be positive about the character, like I said, he does have some cool-looking moves. I like his super, and I do think his the, the way he looks is fantastic, so... Absolutely with you on that one. So it sounds like really, honestly, I think both me and Razor are in agreement with you. I, I don't think, I think the enthusiasm level is the only thing we disagree on, but I think we all agree the costume is great. Yeah. I think we all agree the gameplay was underwhelming. I feel like yeah. we're all well, kind of in that same camp. I, in, terms, in terms of the gameplay, like, as much as I'm disappointed that it doesn't look like he does any transmutation, I still am probably going to give him a chance as as like a character I'll play because the the fast keep away he has that in common with MKX Liu Kang and that's one of the tools that made me um gravitate toward that character so right cuz I'm you know I'm still looking for a guy like somebody to main like the, gotcha Lou Lou was perfect for me and Johnny was perfect for me in MK9 because it was that fast fast rush down that you could button mash combined with fast projectiles and i don't know if anybody in this game is gonna be you know the perfect mix of the two things but in terms of ha having half of that formula firestorm definitely looks like the the fast projectile guy yeah no, yeah, he's very, there. yeah he's very projectile heavy i think like 
I, I mean, I'm not saying this is the reason why you guys aren't as like you know enthusiastic about his gameplay as you know other people. I'm just saying like uh, I'm I'm thinking that maybe because in the trailer they showed a lot of projectiles. Like it was very projectile heavy in that trailer, I believe. And that's where the breakdowns of the characters kind of yeah. helps them because, like you said, it was very. Uh, projectile heavy whereas i imagine during the breakdown they're gonna show a lot more of his combo potential his normals of course some tricks that he has up his sleeves and they'll show some of the ability take away some of that projectile heaviness and go a little bit more of a different style so definitely i i'm not like writing the character off by any means in a gameplay stance i'm i'm just more saying from just purely impression from the trailer the gameplay didn't really wow me that's why i didn't really do i know somebody put on I think it was Night Nightbreed Night Beast Night. I don't remember his name from the YouTube video he left in the comments saying, "Because um, I, I put up my video of the Firestorm reveal initially from the up up down down one and just said that there wasn't a whole lot there, but it, it looked neat mm-hmm. I guess. And then I never did one on the actual trailer itself because it didn't really change much other than yeah that looked better, but I wasn't I don't know I wasn't too excited about it, but. Might as well not belabor that point. So it sounds like we're all along the same kind of vein to various degrees, but we all could agree that we're hoping that his gameplay has more to show, hopefully during a breakdown or just in the in the final game, of course. But let's move on to the next thing, I guess, would be the Source Crystals reveal. I think yeah, that that's the interesting. Next thing. So I put up a video last night giving my kind of thoughts on the Source Crystals. To me... And I'll, and I'll, so I'll just jump and get my stuff out of the way first. But to me, these source crystals, it's the microtransactions in the game. They're purely cosmetic. Um, they, they aren't going to have any sort of stats or gear tied to them. It's purely just the shaders and potentially premier skins and stuff like that. Where I start to get a little worried is anytime that you make microtransactions like that, even if it is just cosmetic stuff, it's how what they haven't really touched upon is how quickly are we going to unlock these things in game. Usually when you make it something that you can pay to get quicker, it means they're likely going to make it so you get it less often in game. Meaning if, if they didn't have the microtransaction system, why not just let you get it all quicker? But if they have a way to make you pay for it to get it quicker for those that are impatient, they're obviously going to kind of slide that back a little bit so those that get a little impatient have that ability to do so and therefore they're more willing to pump out some money towards it. We also don't know, are you paying for the exact item you want to get that, like, oh, I like that shader, 50 crystals, here we go, boom, there, I got it. Or are you paying 50, are you paying like a dollar for one like enough crystals to get a box like a random box to open up to get a random item like how overwatch or halo does it so then you run into the the problem of you're paying money but you're not even guaranteed to get what you want you're just guaranteed to get an item i doubt they're going to go that route but we don't really know for sure because they didn't really go super in detail of how this whole system worked and the last kind of thing that i'm a little worried about is we don't know the pricing of this, so this could be something where each shader, if you want like to get a shader quicker, I don't know, what what sounds fair to you guys? Uh, a dollar? A dollar to get something that you want really quickly, like a dollar for a shader? Uh, 250 for a premium skin? Like I, I don't know the price point because if you're somebody that wants to unlock, I guess if you want to unlock one specific item quicker, 
even if it is a dollar or two fifty, no big deal. You know, you got it right away. There you go. I mean, that's that's hardly any money to spend. Not a big deal. But say you're somebody that wants several things for several characters quicker. If you're paying a dollar two fifty a pop, that can really start to add up to be quite a lot. Much more so than if it was just put in a like a skin bundle and charge you five dollars for it. So that's kind of where a microtransaction system can come back to haunt you and bite you is you actually are more likely to spend more money on them and then thus that's how they get their money which i'm all for them i said this in my videos i'm all for them getting as much money as possible that means a larger budget that means they might support the game longer uh, more dlc etc i'm just a little bummed that i guess we're they're gonna do the paid dlc the ultimate edition all that as well as the microtransaction route but ultimately i'm not too bothered by it well, that's my biggest concern is how much like Street Fighter V Zenny do I get with my Ultimate Edition copy of Injustice 2? That's really where I'm like, okay, well, I'm paying $85. So what are you, are you giving me any money? It's weird that I pay $85 and I don't get to pick my color. I still am at the same level as all the $59.99 bitches who paid. The, yeah, that, Good. That, that seems wrong Good. to me. Good. Thank you for bringing that yeah. up because... I was actually going to mention that, and I, I forgot about that part, is I wish in the Ultimate Edition they included some source crystals with it. Why not? I mean, that's simple thing to put into an Ultimate Edition to say, all right, you also get $10 worth of source crystals. That's not really a huge loss to them because you're already dropping a ton getting their entire DLC. It makes the bundle that much better for those that are going to get the Ultimate Edition and it allows those that get the Ultimate Edition something right out of the gate. They're like, okay, I can pick this, pick this, pick this, pick this, and there, I'm spent. I mean, Halo, not to keep like comparing it, but Halo did something like that as well, where in the Collector's Edition that you buy for $100, I believe it was, they included um, like 10 gold packs that you get over the span of a few weeks. You get two gold, or it was 14, I believe, you get two gold packs for seven weeks. And they just give it to you in waves. And it's just an added bonus of getting the collector's edition. Why not for the ultimate edition? I don't know. I feel like that's something we should be pushing for as fans in the community. Because that's something they could add on if they haven't already thought about something like that. They could add on here. Give them $5 or 500 source crystals or 1000 or whatever. You know, it's it's hardly a loss for them. And it's just a nice little incentive for the fans. They're underselling how complex this system is. And how varied the price is going to be. Because there's so many different items and mods and colors. Uh, they're, they're trying to say, like, you know, this is not a big deal. But they're not showing us everything. A lot of it's still silhouetted. So yes. that's my concern. Yes, absolutely. There is reason to be concerned. I think it's okay to be optimistic and say, you know, this isn't a big deal. But until we know the details of it, we don't really know if it is a big deal or not. Because... A lot of the important details that are going to make this what it is and make it a pass or a fail or really okay thing or really kind of, man, they're just gouging us left and right for a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here. We don't really know until we know the drop rate, We until we know if every item that's going to be source crystal required is going to drop in-game itself. Because I noticed a lot of times, I know Sean Hemrick said this and I know on the website it actually says... Many of the items will be in-game or something like that. They didn't say all the items. They didn't say every single item would be in the game. They just said most of these you can get in-game or something like that. So then that runs into, oh man, my favorite color I have to buy 
and then you're like you're just bought, you're you're paying for a pellet swap essentially and that I don't know it, it can be it can get nasty real soon so I don't think this is something we should just write off as okay just because it doesn't come with you know the stats and stuff like that attached to it it's not pay to win but just because it's not pay to win doesn't mean it can't get bad for the player yeah, pay to win is just one possible problem. There's other possible problems too. Like overcharge me for aesthetics, that's a problem. That's om- that's not as bad as pay to win, but it's close. Right. Like I'm not even worried about the pay to win anyway. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be fucking ranked. We're <laughs> playing with my online friends. No, I pay to win, I don't give a shit. But don't make me pay like five bucks for the color blue. That's what fucks me up. So. <laughs> well. Yeah. Well, these these yeah you know, these power crystals do unlock. They do unlock shaders, right? That's what they said. Yeah, they said shaders, premier skins. I think yeah. those are the only two things that they really touched upon. Yeah, in the beta, I, I believe it was very, very rare to unlock a shader because I it took me forever to unlock the, uh, the, uh, the, the Supergirl shader, the, the, the white one. Right. It took me forever to unlock that. So I don't know if it's gonna be like taking forever to unlock a shader in like that full, like the final version of the game. I mean, yeah, it's just the beta, like I, uh, like I said, like it's just the beta. So it, if if it's gonna be that kind of like rare to unlock a shader, then I can then I can see why uh, uh, you you I can see why Netherrealm is putting pushing this crystal thing like hey if you don't want to wait here you can buy this like you can like pay five dollars to get like one shader or something like that. It's kind of it it does bother them bother me the more they think about it yeah yeah I mean. To, but that's something that they can absolutely control on their end. Instead of just making it random drops, they could just make it, hey, you get a certain amount of currency per match that you do, and then you can go to the character you like, and each particular item has a specific currency that it costs, so you don't have to have random drops. You can just say, oh, I want that shader. How much do I need? Oh, 100 coins? Okay, I'll bust out five matches online. Okay, now I'll go spend my coins on the specific item i like the reason why they don't do that is because of the microtransactions there's a reason why overwatch is random drops and loot boxes and stuff like that with random stuff and halo is the way it is and other games i mean there's a lot of games that do it these days because it makes them a ton of money um rocket league does the same kind of stuff these days it got updated to have like loot box loot crate type system where it's random drops like that and you actually have to pay money for the crates to get random items and it's like you're not even guaranteed to get what you want uh, my friend uh, who plays overwatch every time they have a seasonal holiday thing they'll put up you know seasonal skins that you can only get during that like 20 day period or 15 day period so if you don't actually i mean even if you play a ton which i have before on, on the halloween one i didn't get like three or four or five skins that i wanted that looked really really cool and once they're gone they're gone probably until the next season, like until next Halloween. So you're more enticed to spend the money to get loot boxes to have a random chance at getting what you want. That is where the monster can come out of this thing is how much, how abusive are they going to get with it? Or are they going to just make it purely, oh, if you don't want to wait, you can do this. You can pay a dollar, get what you want right away. No big deal. How abuse, I mean, there's a lot of abuse that can come out of this, so I don't think it's something that should be just like a big sigh of relief. It should be like a small sigh of relief, but then still a little bit of cautiousness because there's a reason why they haven't announced the prices yet. There's a reason why we don't know all the little details yet because 
they're scared. They don't want to scare people away too soon. They got to They're still probably working on all those facts and figures anyways. Um, but it's also a matter of is WB going to put their foot down and say, no, you need to charge this amount for this amount and so on and so forth, because that's their money, too. Um, we'll point to DC Legends, I believe. DC Champions or DC Legends or whatever that is on the mobile game. Yeah, it's Ang- Legends, I think. Angry Joe played that. Marvelous Champions. Yeah, Angry Joe played that on stream one time just to show how much of a ripoff that is. It's a mobile game with microtransactions just to unlock one character. And it's like Deadshot or something. You have to pay like $50 or something crazy just what to get fuck? enough crystals because they use like a crystal or they use shards is what they call them there. Just to get enough shards to unlock one character was like $50 in a mobile game. Like that is insane. That's, that's, that makes that, zero that's, sense. That's stupid. And there's a ton of <laughs> other characters. was funny though. Yes. But so that's where we need to kind of worry. That's why we're not out of the woods yet. And because, I mean, this is the same company. It may be NetherRealm Studios, and I highly doubt they would like that. I trust NetherRealm Studios. But at the same time, you know, it takes two to tango. And also, I, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously hoping that this is not going to be something that becomes crazy. I, I'm fine with just playing the game and waiting. Even if I, to Temp's example, where he has to pay $5 just to have blue for the character he likes, something to that degree. I'm fine waiting if it takes me 20 hours just to get blue or some crazy thing like that. Whatever. I'll play the game. I like most of the models anyways and the options that were given. I can wait to get my ideal setup because I'm I'm hoping, hopefully going to play this game for, you know, hours upon hours upon hours upon days upon days, etc. Um, so I can wait. But at the same point... It does get a little gross when you start kind of like, ah, let's make the shaders come up a little bit less often. That way they're more enticed to start paying for it. And ah, we'll we'll bump it up from a dollar to dollar fifty per one. Or we'll make you pay for crystals for a random box rather than getting what you want guaranteed. So then it becomes like a gambling addiction that you're enticing people to do, which people do fall for that. I know people firsthand like I said, with Overwatch, which is like a $40 game if you bought it on PC, my friend has now paid it paid over $120 for Overwatch because of all the, you know, loot boxes that he's wanted to get just to get the items he wanted during the times when they were available. I mean, that's how bad this can get. Way more than if they would have just Overwatch just put out a costume pack, which probably would have been like 10 to 20 bucks tops and got all those costumes for that amount. You take risks to get them, so it can get really gross even from the best developers out there blizzard's a pretty damn good developer but you know with that type of microtransaction system even cosmetic only it can get it can get a little silly and a little gross so i wouldn't you know i wouldn't get too happy too soon on that whole front well i i wouldn't be that oh sorry no no go ahead oh i was gonna say i wouldn't be worried that too much because this is pretty much the only kind of microtransaction that we know of so far and as far as I know, MKX had like a ton. We got like the crit and we got the, the easy fatalities and everything. That was ridiculous. But now this is the only one that we know. So and far is the key word. Yeah, this is, yeah <laughs> so far. So far, this is the only one we know. So they could be learning from their mistakes. But since this is the only microtransaction kind of thing in the game, then they could be raising the price. This, that, that, that does concern me as well. They could be raising the price because this is the only thing that they have to make money the off problem, of besides the characters. The problem with what you just said, though, though, is 
you make it sound like they learned their lesson from MKX, so now they're doing it this way in Injustice 2. This is actually way more invasive than what MKX was. Who needed... I mean, yes, Razor, I believe, and many other people, I'm sure, got the crypt quicker, but that's a prime example of they purposely, at least to my assumption, obviously we know what assuming mm -hmm. does, but I yeah. highly doubt the crypt would have been as pain in the ass to unlock everything and take so damn long if they didn't have that option to unlock things quicker. It's the idea of offering that option to unlock things quicker that probably made them dial back on the coins that you got so that way... You know, you get a little bit more impatient and it takes a little bit too long for you. So you're just like, ah, screw it. I'll just bite the bullet on this one. But the easy fatalities, I mean, that was like nothing. That's not invasive to me. No one needs to buy those, really needs to buy those. These things, that, however, if you want a certain costume, it may take you like a month and a half, two months to obtain the particular look that you want. Or it may just not come because we're talking 20, 30 characters or whatever plus a thousand pieces per character of gear mm -hmm. yeah it can it can take a bit plus you're you're not they, even guaranteed to get i mean you can get duplicates in this so and you can sell them back for you know i'm sure some of the amount that you spend on them but you get what i mean here yeah there's also that uh they also said there was going to be like some sort of holiday event like they did for uh, you know mkx and everything right. and we don't know how that's going to work like if they're going to offer skins during holiday events, that would be amazing. They didn't do that in MKX. Sure. I wish they did, but they yeah, didn't. I agree. But I'm pretty sure that they they probably I, – I would I would say that it's it's a good chance because that's what a lot of people wanted to do because, yeah. you know, the holiday events for MKX wasn't that they, – they weren't that rewarding. So I guess if they want to improve on that, if they really wanted to, then they put, like, something like a skin in there. Yeah, like, with and, like a you know, like what you said with the Overwatch Kings, comparison. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like with the with the comparison to Overwatch and everything. That's a valid statement, yeah. That that that's where I can, can I can see the power crystals coming into play as well. Tim, I I just feel like well, in the easy fatalities I could say a lot about because that that that's an interesting concept to me. But putting that on the shelf for um I don't know maybe forever I don't know if I'll forget to that. Uh, just <laughs> as far as the transactions go, the time sensitive aspect does bother me. Street Fighter Five does that, and now granted, once you buy them. Uh, it's not like a, a random uh, a random generator. You you know what you're buying. It's still a lot though. It's twenty dollars for every holiday season. We haven't seen anything like that for a while because I think Capcom's having some internal turmoil. Uh, but just God, it's time. Time is the key because what made the crypt especially frustrating is not so much that you had to get the money to buy everything. It's like you had disappearing fucking treasure chest, and that was really <laughs> frustrating for me. So I didn't even mess with it. I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm not playing that game. There's nothing in those those uh, those treasure chests that are so good that I have to wait in front of a tree for an hour and a fucking half. No, not doing it. Um, so yeah, that's that was my boat, and I never did it. I lived happily ever after. Yeah, I didn't. This is different. What's up? I was just saying, yeah, I didn't even get remotely close. I get like even the time that we played online, which I don't even think you earn coins for online, do you? I can't even remember it. It's been since I've actually paid attention to the coins and the crypt or anything like that, I gave up. I think the first you do. Time. Considering the hours upon hours upon days we all played online, I think King of the Hill you don't. On exhibition you do. That's I think if I remember correctly. And by comparison, the MK9 crypt didn't take that long to unlock. I mean, you could have that unlocked within like a month easily. Um, the whole thing just by the amount of coins you earned, and that's but they didn't have a microtransaction system to get it quicker. So therefore, you kind of see why, you know, when when companies offer that option, obviously things they're going to dial back. So you're more 
you're more enticed to purchase it because they make money. I mean, it is after all a business and that's why I'm fine with them making money. It's just, you, you, you gotta ride that fine line between, okay, we're making our money. Life is good, but we're not affecting our consumers to that much of a degree that it's starting to become irritating and leaving a sour taste in their mouth, so to speak. And with Injustice 2, the way they're handling it, we don't know all the details yet. And it's, a lot of the result of this is going to hang on those specific details that we do not know, which scares me that we don't know them because they put out a press release, essentially, with a FAQ section and the FAQ section only really talks about like two or three aspects of it. They just keep repeating those same aspects without going. Yeah, they pretty much detail. repeated what they just said. Like yes. they they explained it, and then the FAQ was the what same did, thing. What did it yes. just explain? Yeah. So we don't know the price point or anything like. Yeah, uh, as I've gone over earlier in the episode, we don't know some of those aspects. So yeah, that's a little scary. So I don't want anybody to think that we're just crapping all over them for even putting something like this. I think we're all in the same boat that we're glad it's not pay to win but at the same time like i said i think the best way to sum it up is we're not out of the woods yet so if you think that this is gonna not harm you whatsoever i don't think you're seeing the grand picture of how this can completely affect the game the unlock system the rate of the unlocks and maybe not all of them are gonna be you know in game they made it up i mean we know not all the premier skins and shaders are gonna be unlockable in game because some of them come with the ultimate edition and stuff like that so that's understandable if they want to make some of them dlc but then when you make, if you open up that door and now we're like, okay, now Harley has five shaders that you can unlock only pure using source crystals as DLC or whatever, you know, that's where you get a little rough. And we haven't even touched upon the part where you like reach level 20 with a character and you can pay to get another character up to level 20. So there is that. Yeah, aspect that's, too. that sounds a little pay to win to me. It's like, yeah, you don't you don't pay to win for your main, but you pay to win for your other character that you don't have time to put into, which I might be okay with. I, I need clarification, but I might be all right with that. Here's if it is what I think. I'll it read is. yeah, I'll read what they put on the website just so we have a little bit more of a refresher. It says Source crystals can help you save time in the game. For example, once you level a character up to level twenty, you can use source crystals to level up other characters to twenty. This is optional and won't affect gameplay or game progression. Source crystals, blah, blah, blah. Can you purchase on there? Um, it says also the it's also the forge gear option is tied to that as well, which we didn't tie uh, or we didn't touch upon. But you can purchase premium skins for select characters, shaders for character costumes, and the ability to take a character to level 20 after you're leveled up a character to 20 prior. You can also unlock transform gear with source crystals, allowing you to combine and forge gear for your characters. And what that means, um, if you weren't watching the stream, they kind of explained it, is if you like uh, one specific set of armor, you like the stats that they offer, but you do not like the way it looks. So it has the perfect stats for what you want, but you do not like the way it looks. You can combine that with a piece that you do like, uh, look-wise, but doesn't have the stats that you want. And you essentially take the look, take the stats, merge them, and now you have the perfect look for you, and you have the perfect stats for you. If that's only tied to Source Crystals, then yeah, it's starting to get a little shady. I don't know if that's only tied to Source Crystals, but it does say that is an option that you can use Source Crystals to do in Injustice 2. Yeah, it sounds very PR. Like, they're purposely withholding information. I mean, obviously, I know they can't tell us everything, sure. but here's my standard. I should, if without source crystals, I should be able to get everything within the game I want within a hundred hours of gameplay outside of DLC. If a shader's DLC, I think that's gross, but fine, whatever. Let's let's go with it. 
Uh, everything in the game that is unlockable by in the game means that I don't have to accelerate with source crystals. 100 hours of gameplay. I don't think that's unreasonable. That's 90 minutes for over two months. 90 minutes a day for over two months. So I think that's fair. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you on that one. 100 hours to unlock way, everything that's at the base seems reasonable. Yeah, Razor, is your mic working? Yeah, so, no, I uh, just... Um... He's quiet. Okay, he's, been, he's been, so been flashing, flashing a lot. He's, been, he's just been like there with a notepad writing furiously. <laughs> like, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, like Make sure to touch like this. I'm sure, I'm sure it's only flashing because it's picking up background noise. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. I, I, haven't, I haven't had anything to say so far because for me, honestly, the source crystal stuff is... I'm about as likely to give a shit about it as I was the easy fatalities in MKX. Like, I don't need it. Like, sure. Like, my, my thing is, like, shaders aren't really important to me. Like, I, I don't go for the uh, palette swapping. Like, I'm not the guy who plays Raiden in the red tunic. Like, to me, Raiden wears blue. Like, tunic. I just like the default color schemes. I like what's canon. And, like, sometimes you have a character like Batman who wears, like, oh, he can be gray and black or he can be gray and blue. And, yeah, that, that shader probably is the first one you unlock, so... <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm there's not, a lot of shaders on the... I'm not going to be like, oh man, I really want to play Teal and Pink Harley, but I haven't unlocked it yet. I better go spend some money. Like, I don't give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> you didn't want Burgundy, Dr. Fate? Not so much. <laughs> oh man, I got I to gotta shout out to Bubblegum Pink and Blue Harley. I think it looks fantastic. I, I have to say I mean, that, it, but... it doesn't look bad. It's just that to me, Harley wears black and white to it. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, for me, it kind of a little depends on what the shader is, because for Supergirl, I mean, yeah, yeah, for Supergirl, all I pretty much wanted to get was the white and red shader, because it looks like Power Girl. And if I got that, which I did in the beta, I was like, okay, I don't need anything else. Right. So, like, I'm with Razor. Like, I don't really care for any of the shaders as well, it, but it just depends on what it is, because it looks like, for like, for example, Supergirl... I think the, the white and uh, red one looks cool, and that's the one, pretty much the only one I want because it looks like Power Girl. Right. Okay. Like, like for the only the only time that I feel like shaders really are going to matter to me, other than Premier Skins, is Green Lantern. Because, like, if they have shaders or a gear that changes him to a different core, then I'm going to want that. But, mm -hmm. like, it's not going to be... Like, I really don't think it's going to be like the crypt where I'm going to get impatient and just be like, fuck it, it's time to spend the money. <laughs> Remember, folks, this is the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Flash forward to four months later. <laughs> the, like, the thing with the crypt was that I am a guy who cares about concept art. Right. And most people, I don't right. think, are that guy. So, like, the average person, I don't think any of this Source Crystal stuff is really going to matter to how they play the game. That's fair. I mean, it's a fair uh, stance to take, sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, is there anything that we missed on the Source Crystals? I know we covered that quite in-depthly, but obviously we don't know some of the details, so we could always touch upon that at a later point. Um Sounds like we all got our opinions out there. We'll go ahead and move on to Swamp Thing's reveal. Not reveal, but his breakdown. Good breakdown. Okay. Um, yeah. Brusque, you want to take us off on the Swamp Thing breakdown? 
Well, one of the logos I showed, like I said before, the Skype was the Skype call was, you know, or the before the before we started recording, it kind of looks like Groot, which okay, I mean, like it. <laughs> I, so I don't really like the the one of the reindeer antlers on him. I think it looks dumb, but I do like the fact that that you can have an ability where you can where he's kind of like a zone heavy. And I really like the animations where he's like shooting out the spikes against you know Cheetah and everything. Right, that would look really cool. Okay, uh, I'm I'm not a zoning type of guy, but I but I feel like if I need to like if if I'm playing against like someone like Batman who or a player who's playing Batman who all that they're doing is just throwing the batterings, I'm probably gonna want to use that and everything. So I'm glad. They are giving a, giving us good things for like abilities and type stuff. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah, good abilities for different kind of types of matchups and everything like that. Uh, the gear kind of just looks a little goofy to me. Like I said, it kind of looks like Groot, and I don't really, I don't like the antlers, uh, the reindeer stuff on him. But he doesn't look that bad. I mean, like there there were some moves. I don't know, like uh, temp. Uh, I knew you. Were, I mean, you didn't watch it, but like. Um, I knew you would have a problem if you did watch it. You would have a problem with the uh, one thing that he had that he had like a two hit move where it took like it was like a combo with a meter burn, like it was like 50 like or like 40 percent or something like that. It took a ton of damage <laughs> and it looked like a throw or something like that. So I'm pretty sure they're gonna fix that, but I was like, that is ridiculous. Temp loves damage. What are you talking about? Yeah, well. Ridiculous, well, ridiculous like two hits and like forty percent damage. That's like a meter, it's like a meter burn combo. Time is all. It's just saving him time. Gets more matches. In. <laughs> Do I really? I'm all for, uh, I think, I'm all for that. Yeah, like, I think I, Razor I and I will will be on board for that because if we're on the receiving end of that, that saves us like fifteen seconds of seeing our character just bounce up around in the air. Yeah, like you got you got your fifteen hit juggles. I just want to do the X ray over and over again. That's really that's the character I want to play. Oh man. Well, I mean, I, I well, you, you, what drives me nuts is when characters have really good tools at very low risk. Like, well, the reason why atrocities is a uh, four two two three drove me nuts is it hits mid. So if you're ducking or if you're standing, it don't matter. So that that drove me nuts. I feel like once he's and it's forward projecting too. It's a forward projecting chain. So I'm like, once I'm at mid range, I feel like atrocities was always at advantage. Um, and plus he had insane mix-ups afterwards. So stuff like that, stuff where it's very easy to pull off at very low risk. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. But like if you look at like Nightwolf's bread and butters in MK9, where he did the fucking uh chain combo into axe, then he did a back, I think back two once been a long time, but back two, another axe, and then you do forward forward, punch, forward, forward, punch, forward, forward, punch, forward, forward, uh one, two, two, get yeah, and then into shoulder, that's awesome. Like, yeah, you get 40% for it, but it looks badass. And it takes crazy, like, training mode time to do. So I love shit like that. But if it's, like, you know, like a brain to command throw, yeah, that could get annoying. And if it has, like, very low startup and invincibility, yeah, I'll, I'll probably lose my mind. I we'll see. liked Swamp Thing's duck because it's him actually sinking into the ground. Like, oh, he doesn't have an actual duck. No, he doesn't. Time. He doesn't actually duck. He just like half his body sinks into the ground. That's his duck. That's fantastic. When you uh, hold down, like into waist, the next level right there. Waist down, he's just in the ground. It's fantastic. Um, so huh. that's really cool. He has a lot of specials and uh, moves that kind of switch sides with him and his opponent. Because I guess his gimmick is that he lays down like a fire or not fire, but a flower bed which has thorns and stuff so if your opponent tries to walk into it they can't dash and they can't jump while they're in that but 
it only lays down behind him when he starts the when he uses the button or his trait i should say when he uses the trait it lays down as he's walking so he needs to walk towards his opponent and then somehow get them to switch sides with him which he has several tools to do so in that they can walk in it very slowly but it, it they can't dash or jump so it's really interesting how that whole thing works um as Bruss touched upon he has traits or not traits but abilities that exchange some things one ability well i guess it's technically takes up two ability slots and it replaces his trait is it it's a te- it's essentially a teleport he comes up from it's actually a really quick teleport think raiden's teleport he sinks down and comes up on the other side of his opponent like immediately it's crazy fast but that takes up both of his ability slots and like i said it, it removes his it replaces his trait just to do that so that looked really cool. He had one where he could shoot thorns across the screen, like uh, Brusque was saying. It's like a Gatlin gun almost coming out of his chest of thorns that he shoots across the screen. That's tight. Uh, yeah, he had he had some really interesting stuff. His green thumb was a really cool special where you grab them with like a giant hand when they're really up close, and you can do several things from there. You can do a throw, which switches sides with your opponent. You can do a healing thing, which you can actually meter burn and do um, a second time, I believe. Or maybe yeah, just think of a Shang Tsung, like oh. the Shang Tsung throw move, yeah. Yeah, the meter, well, the meter burn, I guess, is just to do the healing, I believe. And yeah, he can yeah, do it yeah. twice in one grab, Other, but he does sacrifice his offense. Because usually you can heal once and then still do an offensive maneuver while holding them. But if you heal twice, then it gives up that right to do the offensive maneuver. So you're basically, I think each heal did like 78, 78, uh, so 7.8% of his health, so... Somewhere around there, I'd imagine. That's a big deal. That that's um, uh, you know, that's a that's more than a poke. That that it actually sure. gets you. That can save you a life lead. Right, and yeah, there was a lot of interesting stuff about him. Obviously, his vine grabs that are from several different places. He can do far, medium, uh, short range. The far one is almost full screen. Just outside of it, if uh, the character is completely full screen, you'll just barely whiff. But you have to be like right on point to catch him. So it's not like a guarantee. You gotta, I don't know. It can be easily punished, so to speak, as we saw with Cheetah's super later on. I'm trying to think of other things about Swamp Thing that stuck out that are worth mentioning. Um, I'm trying to think of any other moves that he did. The log kick is really interesting because, like, it, like we talked about before, it loses momentum as it goes across the screen. <laughs> it doesn't go completely full screen. It stops just short. So if you're completely full screen, you won't get hit by the log. Um, it's pretty slow too. I mean, like it's very, very easy to jump over. Like yeah. I can see that. You, like you can see it from a mile away. Yeah, they made a point that he is not a zoning character in the sense of projectiles. Yeah. He he's not a and projectile type of character. He looks like a grappler for sure. Yeah, he's like a long range grappler, but he's not. Yeah, he doesn't have a whole lot of zoning tools. That's where like the spikes ability comes into play. If you want to increase that, or if you want to, you know, trade out his traits and the abilities for the teleport then he has that option to get in on opponents quicker but yeah he had a lot of interesting stuff but they definitely kind of put more focus and emphasis on the idea of this is a character that is all about switching sides with his opponent and having side control with a lot of his specials that switch sides so it's kind of neat how that whole thing worked out um any other thoughts on swamp thing razor anybody Anyway, uh, I mean, I don't know if I'll play them. Like, I don't, I don't go for grapplers that often. But I just, I really like the animation on his duck. That that's he just sinks into the ground. Yeah, 
it is really neat and i love unique stuff like that anything yeah. that you can make unique about the character um i'm all for i love unique um jump-ins and twos and all that good stuff yeah all yeah. right well let's move on to cheetah i will start off with cheetah and say that she completely impressed me i don't want to say it's a katana moment from mkx or i'm like Man, I did not have any interest in this character, but I'm actually really sold on the character. Like when I first saw Katana in the MKX stream way back when. It's not to that degree, but she looked like a ton of fun. And I would not be surprised if I ended up trying to learn her because she is just balls to the wall, insane and crazy, very, very fast paced. Think X-23 almost from Logan, but with claw like scratchy, scratchy claws. And she has a lot of grapples. They said... That she has more throws or grapples or whatever than any other character that they've ever done before. So a lot of her combos actually go into throws. You can do like one, two, throw, two, two, one, throw, all sorts of different ways to throw your opponent. She has a command grab that hits medium and she has our high, higher medium, I believe. I think you can duck under it because she does a, like a swinging thing with her leg, which actually looks really cool when it's completely executed. So I think it's high because, yeah, you can duck under it. But um, she has one that's high and she has one that's low. So you can, it's kind of a guessing game in that regard of if you trying to outsmart your opponent. Um, so she has that command grab and if she meter burns it, it goes into a pop-up so she can do a combo off of it. And she has a dive kick to a degree that also has a meter burn option for a pop-up. So she had all sorts of tools. Her super goes across the screen. So she basically just runs, think Katana from MKX, that whole run move. Her super starts up like that. She just runs across the screen, full screen, pretty quickly. So that's where they said how you can, you know, take advantage of Swamp Thing's uh, whiffing on his vine grab. Is As soon as you see him start that, you can pretty much start your super because he's at that point because you have armor. So that looked really cool. She's just all over the place. She has a lot of stylish attacks um she's kind of she's got kind of a capoeira style to her as well where she's just all over flippy kicky her back dash is a back like a really quick backflip so she's got a lot of fun fun aspects to her that i really dug her trait is a short damage boost uh much like uh, katana's sharpened claw or sharpened fans from mkx you initiate it, it doesn't last too long so you got to decide when the best time is to use it but yeah, it, it powers up all of her claw attacks, which are clearly most of her attacks. So she's got some interesting options there. And then I believe one of the abilities was like a psycho, psycho dive. What, what do they call that from Street Fighter? The one where they just like dive across screen, kind of like what Raiden does. Um, psycho Crusher? Psycho Crusher. That's what I was thinking. Okay. So yeah, she can do a Psycho Crusher and if she meter burns it, she can go even further across the screen, I believe. Is that correct? Did that she have that? That's interesting. Both she and Firestorm have that. Yeah, that's why I was getting a little confused right now. Just doesn't, make sure I didn't that, get confused. That kind of reminded me of Tanya's move. Didn't Tanya have that in MKX where she like where you can jump and then and, and her Kabujutsu variation where she like where you jump and then she just dives down or something like that. She has. I think it's across all her variations. She has. Um, she has two versions of the drill, and then she has that like flip kick thing. And yeah, you can do those on the ground or in the air. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's what it reminded me of. 
I mean, I like the jumping animation too. The jump, there's a lot of possibilities you can do with the jumping and everything. But yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll just say my thoughts. And then the last thing Let's that see. I wanted to mention, she did have another. I think it was one of the abilities. I can't remember. It was a crawl. Think like what Melina or Reptile can do. She crawls across the ground really quickly. It's not a low. I notice it's a mid. So you you can block it. So there is that. Basically a dash attack. It's sort of like the that thing Katana had in X. Yeah, it would. It, I I think since she crawls so low, it's a nice way to get under projectiles and get in really easily. So there is yeah. that. Um, they did make mention that she a lot of her stuff is easy. Her combos and stuff like that are easy to do, and she's very very rushed down. You just got to commit to it because a lot of her stuff is unsafe on on block. So if she if she goes in and she goes in for it and they block her then she's unsafe on a lot of that stuff like her dive kick and so on and so forth anyways i'll open it up for thoughts we'll start with razor because i know razor was really looking forward to cheetah as potential character that he might play in terms of the rushdown style that he likes so thoughts yeah yeah i mean the the fact that she's a grappler like i said i don't usually go for grapplers but i did play jackson nine so like if if they're fast enough or if they're visually spectacular enough, and Cheetah is definitely that. Like the fact that her normals look like capoeira means I pretty much have to give her a shot now. <laughs> yeah, she's got some great so, great stuff. Yeah, like the just the the speed and the flashiness of her moves. It's definitely what a character that's up my alley. For sure. Brusque. Well, you know, I, I, you know, like you, I was surprised. Like, I wasn't like, I, I was happy that she was in the game. I, I, I actually kind of like thought it was a cool idea. Like, two months after the game was announced, I like tweeted or something, or like, you know, or like, I, I just like thought like, hey, Cheetah would be cool in the game, and then like she ends up being in the game. I was like, oh, that's cool. And, like, you know, let's see how she is, because I was kind of looking forward to it because I kind of did want her. She wasn't like in in like my most wanted characters or anything sure. like that. She was just like one of those characters. I was like, "Hey, I think she can be cool in the game. Let's see how what they can do." And they they Netherrealm did succeed. I mean, she I mean, she doesn't look like Luke Kang, but with the speed, it reminded me of Luke Kang in like MKX, like very rushdown heavy, fast. Uh, and I like that because because that was kind of like how I played or how I like the visuals to look all fast and quick and everything. Because you know, Luke Kang was my main in MKX. So I might, I'm probably going to play her more than I'm expecting or I was expecting to. Uh, but she has a lot of great stuff. I really do like Cheetah in this game. She, she, she just looks pretty good. And I, and I like how the armor doesn't or the gear doesn't look make her look fat or anything like that. She just, the gear kind of is like tattered clothing. Very light. And, and, yeah, and stuff tattered like that. clothing or something. They're very light. Nothing too big or anything. So that's what I really like. The gear doesn't seem to like mess her up or visually mess her up in everything right. in terms of appearance. I also want to make mention that the sound effects for her attacks were really good and I also really like the sound effects for her super where <clears throat> where she's clawing at them of course but also when she's dragging her claws across the ground as she's like sliding backwards. I thought the sound effects were superb in in her super yeah, I didn't pay too much attention to it, so I'm, I might give it another uh, watch and everything. But Super kind of did uh, underwhelm me a little bit. Yeah, the the actual what she does, yeah, could be a little bit better. But then again, I mean, I don't know what else you would do with her. She scratches the crap out of him and then stomps him in the back, <laughs> which looked really cool. But yeah, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I just I was definitely impressed with the character. She seems like a lot of fun to play. Very, very, very fast and visceral, which I dig. Tim, thoughts? I, I mean, I was not one of the people hoping for Cheetah just because I know so little about her. It's nothing personal. Um, I just I don't know a whole lot about the Wonder Woman mythos outside of the New 52. And even New 52 is I haven't completely read in its entirety. Uh, the way you described her gameplay, she sounds like two things. Uh, Ravenous Melina from MKX. That's one thing I'm kind of picturing with all the grapples. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that comes to mind is uh, Shonen of the Adam Wolverine. Or I guess Marvel superheroes Wolverine specifically uh, with a dive kick. I'm a little sad to hear that every dive kick in an NRS game is unsafe. Um, I know I just whined for like five minutes about how Atrocitus had zero risk, heavy pressure options, but I don't know. I think Killer Instinct does it best where everybody's broken. Everyone has a lot of crazy options. I feel like the trend with Netherrealm Studios and really most fighting games right now is everything so unsafe, you know? And I feel like, I don't know, I, I feel like fighting games are getting more and more restrictive. They're, they're taking a lot of the fun elements out. Um, I don't mind having good, safe options if the damage is reasonable and the mix-ups aren't insane afterwards. I, I really would like I, like, I like pressing buttons. That's one of my favorite things about playing fighting games. I like pressing buttons. And MK9, God, I feel like every chain combo was zero on block which is probably why it's one of my favorite fighting games of all time. So I, I hope like they kind of get away from this trend of you do a low poke and your turn is completely over. Uh, it's one thing I love about Street Fighter V is you can press buttons, and you can keep pressing buttons, buttons. depending on what your opponent does. <laughs> buttons, buttons, buttons. <laughs> so many buttons. But she sounds cool. I like the little, like, the the energy speed line she has going with her claws in the trailer. Yeah. Unfortunately, my internet's dead right now. I'm doing this whole podcast through a hotspot, so... I could not see any of the stream, but I gameplay wise, she looks interesting. Um, even though I'm more excited about playing Firestorm, Firestorm, I think more than any other character looks like this game's premier zoner, uh, which is not my style. Even though when I play Killer Instinct, that's all, I, I, I'm a zoner, like 110%, <laughs> especially since they patched that game. I am zoning more now in that game than I ever have because Rushdown Glacius is getting like progressively worse and worse and worse. Even though they buffed all his normal. Well, anyway, yeah, so Cheetah looks really good. Cheetah looks awesome. Um, I'm still not a fan of the character. I don't care for the design. I would have rather had a chick and like with like fake cheetah ears or some shit like that. That would have been more my tailoring. Uh, the animal girl, Gross. not really my thing, but yeah. She still looks fun though. The gameplay has a lot of promise, and I think she'll be a blast. Catwoman was a lot of fun the last game, even though yeah. I never really got good with her. So we'll see. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like, I'm actually kind of interested. How are they going to differenti differentiate her from Catwoman? I mean, like, you know, Cheetah has super powers, or she's like, she has super abilities and everything. Catwoman doesn't. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying they're the same. I'm just wondering. Cheetah kind of does look like the, the things she does in the game kind of looks like something Catwoman do, would do. So I'm interested to see what Catwoman will do now. Since Probably Cheetah kind more of looks whip like, heavy. You know, yeah, more whip heavy. That's that's what I was about to mention. So yeah, maybe I, I'm, I'm still so or something in there. Just play maybe play up her use of gadgets and her own little tricks and stuff like that. No, Caltrops doesn't sound that bad. You know, I, I didn't. I actually didn't even think of that. Well, she was never really a traditional rushdown character anyway. Catwoman in Justice 1 was all about blowing people up on Wake Up. Uh, she had a really good back three. Her back three is one of the best in the game. So she was in, did like these insane whiff punishes. 
And uh, she was very much a, a mid-range character, in my opinion. She had rushdown tools, but that's why everyone thought she was bad. It's because she wasn't getting off of those rushdown tools alone. That's what made 16-Bit such a good player, is he could whiff punish and blow people up on wake-up so well. So that's why his Catwoman was just immaculate to watch. So I think Cheetah is going to be the more of the traditional rushdown character, and Catwoman is probably still going to be the, um, you know, the blow-up, you know, the, the the mid-range character. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. She'd be more mid. All right, well, let's move on. Um, I don't think there's much else to cover other than we did get... Uh, we got a little bit more of Green Arrow, like we finally yeah. heard his voice, and I'm pretty sure it's the guy from the first game back. That was Alan Tudyk, who's um, Wash on Firefly. Right. Yeah, he's so, been in like so a that's... million things. Yeah, yeah, he's in a lot of stuff, but that's probably what he's most famous for. Um, also, we got his bio, and they confirmed that it is the uh, the Ollie that from the end of season two, right? Where year two, yeah, of the comic from the other Earth, <clears throat> yeah. yeah the Doctor Fate sends uh, Black Canary to live on another Earth, where um, that Green Arrow's Canary is dead, yeah, and her Ollie is dead, so they can be together. Yeah. And then so when she comes back, she brings him with her, I guess. So that's I'm I'm glad that um, that he's he doesn't exist purely in flashback form. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I saw some people thinking like, hey, this 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 character is only there because of the flash because of the flashbacks. Like there's flashback scenes and that's why this character is in the game, not because of what's currently going on, because stupid people that don't read the comics. I mean, geez. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I can understand why they thought that because the the way they showed him in the trailer kind of looked like it was a flashback. Yeah, no, I get you. Okay, yeah. um, but I, I'm not I'm not I'm not one of those people who thought that. Like I was on board on on that theory of she he's from the Earth that Black Canary was sent to, and then Black Canary comes back with Green Arrow. So yeah. yeah. Well, was... for me for me it's it's good news because Green Arrow is one of my favorite characters and. The more he's in the story, the better, because personality-wise, like, he's the guy who quips the most, he's the guy who's funny, that's sort of something I feel like the story needs more of, like, he's the, the Johnny, Johnny Cage of this game, yeah. yeah he holds yeah. you right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, more more screen time for Green Arrow is always a good thing. Definitely. I hope we get the the Robin Hood hat that we had the the, the one that he wears or, or what he used to wear. Yeah, definitely agreed there. I think I said that before in an episode. Yeah, More, yeah, you did. Yeah, which I what I do. I agree. I, I do hope <laughs> we get that. Um, and then we also got what appears to be a final character count. At least we can. I mean, it's not confirmed by any means, but it's something that we could probably rest assured is a little bit Pretty more likely. Is. A final character count for the game. It looks like the the website now has 38 roster slots. They reorganized how the character page looks, so it's actually 38 slots that you can see all at once, like a select screen almost. And yeah, so if you do the math, you add in Dark Side, which they did confirm wasn't part of the 9 DLC, which I was never thought he would be, but you know, there is people that speculated that. And then you add in the nine DLC characters, that makes ten of the slots. That leaves only four slots left, which means one of the characters on the leak list is not going to make it or going to be a premiere skin. 
So, yeah, it looks like Mr. Freeze, unfortunately. Premier skin, yeah. Premier skin. I know a lot of people wanted him to just be a premier skin, so people are rejoicing. <laughs> I, on the other hand, yeah, I was hoping he'd be his own character, but now seeing Captain Cold all big and bulky, I guess it's not really that surprising. Yeah, as soon as I saw that Captain Cold design, I was like, oh, yeah, Mis- Mr. Freeze is definitely a premier skin. But hey, at least you're getting his own voice. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not like super bummed by it. I think it's great that he's at least in the game. He wasn't going to be my main, but I rhyming and stuff um i do yeah i'm I'm glad he's at least in the game and the premiere skins have their own type of personality to them so that's that's cool i'm definitely excited to see him but yeah it's looking like that will be the case which also means the leak list probably is legit and well we knew it was legit but it's probably the final amount and the final characters i don't foresee them sneaking one or two more in there because yeah if you do the math it just makes sense that way Yeah, we still don't know if a Shazam is gonna be in the in, in as a premiere skin. I've saw somebody like I made a video about it, like talking about the updated roster, like what what we're talking about right now. And somebody mentioned like, hey, what if they're just saving Shazam? Or like, well, maybe maybe it's kind of a stretch. But what they're saying, one one guy was saying like, what if what if they're sh- save, saving Shazam? So so they there can't be like three lightning lightning guys. In which he's saying that Raiden could be a future DLC, like after the nine DLC characters are out. Right. Which that's that's a very that's a big very big stretch because, for all we know that we we don't even know if they're going to continue after the nine DLC characters. But I'm I'm sure they will. But that's probably going to be down the down the road, like like eight months from now or something like that. It's a long time, but it's something that I did think about. Not yeah. for too long, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we're going to get more Premier skins than we're expecting because that's what they've been alluding to, but it's hard to tell how many exactly we'll end up getting. I mean, almost every major member of the Justice League has a guy who's them in the opposite colors or whatever. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um, There is one more thing I wanted to touch upon, and this is more of a rant, a soapbox moment, a blow up, if you will. If you wheel, Dusty Rhodes. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just going. Take it to the paint window. (laughs) Cut it all out. Okay. Um, So this happened. This is a thing. And I wanted to save it to the end of the the podcast because I didn't want it to, like, set the tone for the show. This is going to be a very positive show. So I I think we had a good balance there for those that were asking for more positivity. You know, we like pretty much just about everything other than maybe the source crystals, which we're a little cautious about, but not overly negative about either. Um, so I wanted to pick your guys' brain on this little moment I had in the stream for the Injustice Watchtower. So I promoted our channel in the chat. I put in the chat, this is what I said. It was very nonchalant, very non-aggressive, non-beggy. I said, hey, you know, we got like a couple hours left before the stream starts. If you don't mind, you know, or I didn't say if you don't mind, that sounds kind of weird. But I said, if you guys are bored and you feel like it, check this out. We do a YouTube or we do an Injustice channel on YouTube called Nethercast. Check it out if you want. No pressure. You know, all good either way. And then I put the little thumbs up picture. So, I mean, you can't be more casually (laughs) like trying to get people to check out your stuff than that, promoting your channel. 
So a guy blows me up, right? And he says, oh my God, get that self-shameless promoting out of here. He's being very serious. He's like, oh, I can't stand that. I hate that. It's awful. Thoughts before I go further with the story. Did you send, did you put the link to the Nethercast? No, I just said, hey, there. check out Nethercast like on YouTube. Okay, then he shouldn't have anything. <laughs> he should not really. I don't even if think he's you blowing you up. He has no right to do that. You're not even putting the link or anything like that. If you put the link in there, okay, I can see that as a problem. But if you're saying like, hey, we do a show. Check no, it out. No you know, we're all Check sitting here bored. You know, if you want. I mean, I said if you want. Like, I, I said word for word what I said. I'm not, like, underselling it. Like, I'm like, please, guys, check this out. Please, please, please. Or, please. <laughs> I didn't even say anything about subscribing. All I said was, hey, you know, give us a watch. We're doing, like, a review of the comics. Check it out if you want. No big deal. So, anyways, he goes on to blow me up, and he, he makes a big deal about it, and kind of, and I said, and I retorted, and I said, hey, you know, this is what, this is how things work. This is how businesses work. This is how brands work. This Anybody you follow on, like any celebrity you follow on Twitter, they're constantly going to be telling you, hey, I'm in a movie, go check it out, go check this out. You know, that's what commercials are. That's what advertisements are. I mean, how else do you expect to grow? Everyone has to start somewhere. That's what I stated. And he said, well, actually, I own a business, but I just hate selfless or shameless self-promotion. And he went on about that. Thoughts? That's what a business is. A business is shameless self-promotion. The only yeah, difference is you like, pay for your marketing, but that's what they... They get a revenue back for that, so of course they pay for their fucking marketing. No, the, the dude is just petty, angry, and bearded. There's nothing you can do about I'm that. <laughs> it's the internet. Everybody's so goddamn uptight all the time. Just ignore people like that, really. No, I will. They're, they're I, looking for causes. They're looking for a cause. There's a good uh, a ending people, to this. There's a good ending. I'm I'm going somewhere with this. I'm not just ranting. Okay. I'm not just ranting for credits. the I'm not just ranting for the sake of it. But this kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But um anyways, the best part about this out of all of this, because I even mentioned I was like, you know, like Max and uh, you know, any of those other YouTubers out there or any celebrity, anybody on any level that's trying to share the content that they put out, be it artwork or movies television games anything i mean this isn't a business for us but this is just something we do as a hobby and for fun but yeah we'd like to see our channel grow of course but to expect us not to share it i mean who is supposed to share it then i mean if we're not supposed to share our own stuff that's like me designing a picture and then hiding it in a box because i can't share it with anybody or just hanging it on my wall and hoping somebody so, comes around and asks about it so i can be like oh yeah i mean you want to show something that you did and that you put a ton of time into. We put tons of hours into the content that we that content that we make. I mean, the um, like take the comic book review or the Injustice series review. When it's all said and done, we probably will put somewhere close to sixty hours into it because it's roughly yeah. thirty five minutes nice. per episode times seventy three uh, issues. Plus, you know, you got to consider time of editing and uploading, etc. So just I mean, reading by itself takes a while. Oh yeah. We're talking 15 to 20 minutes just to read. Then another 15, 20 minutes to do that. That's what I'm saying is we average it out 35, add in 10 minutes for editing and all that stuff. 45 minutes per episode per issue. That's 73 issues. That just gives you an idea. It's like, Hey, maybe we want more than 43 views on that. Not because we're thirsty for views or thirsty for subscribers, but more because, Hey, 
we're proud of what we did here. We put a lot of effort in what we did. We want, you know, more people to see it, as many people to see it as possible because we think it's pretty cool. So, long, it's go It's the ahead. whole point of YouTube. Like, it, the whole point of YouTube is that uploading a video when you want your shit to be seen, of course you're going to go out and try to, like, check, uh, have people check it out. Like, yeah. you want your shit to be seen. Thank That's you. the whole point of YouTube. Thank you. I don't and, know why people are so freaking pissed about it because, like, I remember, like, I was tweeting, like, I was all, like, Please retweet this. Like when I tweeted out my video, and they're like, "Oh, oh, you're just looking for retweets. You're you're looking you're, you're looking for a view. You're a view whore." I was like, "Bitch, I'm, I'm, I want my shit to be seen. Of course, I want people to retweet it or like share like, it and everything." You literally of said, "Of course, I retweet. want to." <laughs> okay, so along that same vein, I mean, then there's also the factor that it seems like when somebody else shares, like if if it's not the person that created it, say it's just some fan of Max or somebody, and they're like. Oh, dude, I love this thing from Max. That's not, for some reason, I mean, that's okay. It's okay if somebody, like a random fan or somebody that views it, if they want to share that person's content, perfectly acceptable, no big deal. But God forbid the creator of that content share his own content, his or her own content. By God, you've just broken a sin. You've broken the law. Like, to me, that's crazy. But you want to know what the ultimate kicker is of all of this? The guy said after this exchange, and he said publicly in the chat, I actually subscribe to your channel. I like your content. I just don't like self-promotion. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of, it kind of reminds me of those YouTube comments I get. Like, I upload a video, and they're like, this video is trash, bro. I'm like, what's trash about it? And they're like, oh, I didn't think you would spawn. That's, this is a cool video, man. I love your stuff. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> What so, the deal here? thoughts. Thoughts on the fact that would you watch something and subscribe to something and then see that creator share his video or content in a chat, in a public forum, and then when you see something that you like and that, that creator is sharing that, why would you crap on that? Why would you say, <laughs> I, would, I would do the exact opposite. If Joe Schmo whatever is making content and I like it and he's like, hey, guys, check this out, I would say, yeah, you guys should check that out. That's I love that guy's content, or I follow that guy's content. I mean, why subscribe to us if you don't? I mean, I, I just you blew just my mind. Yeah, that just blew well, my mind. I want to answer that question with another question. I before it made sense. I still think he was overreacting, but before I'm thinking, because let's take an example: Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew doesn't give two fucks about video gamers. Neither does Doritos or Pepsi. <laughs> You know what? <laughs> yeah, so when, when fucking Mountain Dew tries to target gamers, I'm like, I know you don't give a fuck about me. You're trying to make money and you're trying to market off of gaming culture, which I game culture is just a dumb thing to me anyway. So I get the knee jerk. I don't agree with it, but I understand it makes sense. Here's the thing if he subscribes to our channel, he knows we care about Mortal Kombat. He knows we care about Injustice. He knows we care about comics. I mean, so. It's not shameless self-promotion. We're sharing something we're passionate about. So I don't understand why he would say all that shit if he knows what we're about. If he knows that we're driven by just how much we care about this franchise, about this company. Like like, like you said earlier, this is a lot of work. You know? And I, I, I don't do it for money. I don't do it... God knows, you know, that I don't do it, you know, for recreation. I do it because I love it. If no, we did I this for love... money, we'd be doing a horrible job. <laughs> Let's just put it that <laughs> yeah, way. Is... I mean, we're not making that like 
Yeah, we have yet to hit a hundred dollars, and we've been around for two and a half years. There, there's your idea, but we, <laughs> there's your realistic answer to that argument. So turn on all the smoke and mirrors. Yeah, Go no, on. there is no. I mean, we're being completely transparent here. It's just I thought yeah. that was the funniest yet most insulting back ass word thing that I've ever heard. Somebody blow me up on Twitter and or not Twitter, but on the chat. And people actually joined in with him and is like, yeah, get that self-promotion out of here. Oh, hashtag oh no se- or hashtag nether promotion or blah, blah. Like they were trying to make jokes. <laughs> and I had people coming to my defense doing? too. So it's not like it was just all bashing, but it was, oh, it was just I like, was there. I was just like, what is going on? Like what, who does this? I mean, it's okay to just share everyone else's stuff, but God forbid you share your own stuff to a t- that you know is the type of people that might dig this type of thing. And especially when you're just asking them to check it out if they want. I mean, you're just throwing it out there. It's like the equivalent of me going out in public square, putting up a sign that says, hey, check this out if you want. It's not like I'm walking up and saying, check this out. You have to check this out. Please subscribe. How or I'm like trying dare to... you stand in public with a sign? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I didn't try and bait anybody. I wasn't like, oh my God. You'll never believe what happened. Check this out. Click on this link. I didn't like bait anyone into coming into it. It's like I was upfront and clear. Hey, we have an injustice channel. Top ten reasons you should click this link. <laughs> Realm Studios hates it. You won't. Be- you won't believe what Ed Boon did. But <laughs> ten things only link clickers will for know. playing injustice too. And then I thought my reasoning of saying that other, you know, everything. This is how the world goes around. Is promotion. It's all promoting something. Everybody's promoting something, be it a business or not. Somebody's promoting something you're promoting your damn opinion when you post on anything but at the end of the day i thought the biggest kicker was that yeah for somebody to say oh i actually subscribed to your channel i just don't like self-promoting or shameless (laughs) self-promoting it's like well what what do you want from me here man i mean you do you want to say like for you and i understand why you were there but the average person if you're in a twitch chat half an hour before the stream is going to start what are you doing with your life? <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that. I'm not going to bash people that <laughs> show up early to the chat. I don't uh, care I, about that. I usually that. show up pretty early. I mean, but... <laughs> yeah, Razor's on his own island. <laughs> what are you doing with your life, Tap? <laughs> what are you doing with your life, Tap? Send that what negative you... feedback to <laughs> Razor at Razor's Edge on Twitter. <laughs> um, but that's, that, that, that does actually bring up a good point. No one is here because they're bored. The Nethercast takes a lot of work and a lot of hours, and that goes double for Cyborg. Uh, but it, I mean, it, it's commitment, you know? It's We do it because we love it. So it would be nice if other people would jump on board too. We'd, we'd like you to help, you know. Yeah, it's not know, even like asking the, people the to subscribe. It's just asking them, hey, you know, give this a watch. A if you dig it, you yeah. dig it. If you don't, you don't. No big deal. I'm not asking people to subscribe that aren't going to actually tune in. I don't want phantom subscribers that don't actually give a shit about our content. I was saying, hey, if you dig this, hey, come check it out. If you don't, move on. No big deal. No biggie. I said that. No biggie. And I even told the guy that I had this interaction with on the Twitch chat. I said, hey, I still love you, man. No biggie. And this was before he even said he was a subscriber. I just said, hey, no big deal. You don't like promoting whatever i don't hold it against you it's just like this just bewildered me and i was so fucking i don't know just so like i didn't even know where to go with something like that because it it lacks all sort of logic in my opinion because it doesn't make any sense and for somebody to subscribe to something i can't think of a damn thing that i subscribe to 
that if they were sharing their stuff, I would just jump all over them and crap on them. It's like, why even follow our content if you don't like me, you don't like our content, or you don't think our content's worth sharing? I don't, I'm not asking, if you don't want to share it, fine. But it's, you know, it's something that I put a lot of time into. So if I share it, why are you shitting all over it? And okay, if you're a stranger and you don't know what we do, fine. I accept that you just think we're another random YouTuber trying to get famous or whatever. Fine. Okay. But if you know what we're about enough to subscribe, why shit on me? Why shit on this? Why shit on what we do? There's, I just don't get that. Whoever you are, feel free to unsubscribe if you haven't already and you're still listening to this. If you even listen to the podcast, I don't know. You could have subscribed a week ago. Don't really know. Don't care. But if that's your attitude, and this goes for anybody that's subscribed, feel free to unsubscribe if that's your attitude that you just, like, you, I, and I have never had a problem with anybody else, like, in that regard. It's just, I just don't get that logic. I, I really don't get that. I think that's so disrespectful and shitty that you watch our content, but you don't like if we share it. And you shit on us publicly if we do share it and blow us up publicly like that. I just think... I mean, if I could ban a username from YouTube, which you can do, but I don't know what that guy's YouTube name is, I would totally do that because <laughs> it's like, I don't want you watching our content because it's free content for you. So if, if that's the case, then if that's how you feel, then don't. And I don't think that's a shitty way to go about that. I don't think that's a shitty frame of mind to be in. Um, I, just, I, I just thought that was worth... I just wanted to mention that here because I wanted to pick your guys' brains on it. Obviously, we're all well, biased the, because we make YouTube stuff, but at the same <clears> time, I just, that's like going to McDonald's and complaining because they're, or it's like going to McDonald's and saying, how dare you show commercials on TV, you self, shameless <laughs> self-promoting assholes. Like, we're not McDonald's. We aren't even remotely to that size. Is it because we're a small-time YouTube that we're not allowed to promote our shit? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, at what well, point... It's, it's, it, people, I get why people have a knee-jerk response to when they think there's something insincere going on. Like when people come to conventions and are like, oh, you like anime? Or, oh, you like video games? Well, I got something just for you. I know those guys, gen, generally speaking, are not being sincere. They're trying to sell me something. Sure. That is not us. And what's frustrating, this guy knows better. He knows we're not trying to sell anyone. If we're trying to sell anything, it's not to our subscribers. It's the fucking NetherRealm Studios. That's what we're trying to sell to. Please put Fujin in video games. That's what we're trying to sell. <laughs> that's our goal. We're not trying to sell anything to our subscribers. We're having fun. We want them to have fun, too. That's our, that's my goal, at least, for our subscribers. I am trying to sell something, though, but not to them. I'm trying to sell it to Ed Boone. That makes any sense. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. You want NetherRealm to notice your stuff. I want like them a... to change stuff. I want them to make their games better. It's not even really, yeah, they don't need to notice our stuff, but hell, if we can be a voice and they'll listen to us, then by all means. If Max can do it and they'll listen to him, by all means. It's just more about getting the voice out there. Uh, yeah, I just... That frustrated me. And... I've been covering Mortal Kombat for, like, over two years, and I still haven't gotten noticed by another one. Actually, I think I have. I think Ed Boon did I'm tweet sure out you video have. Like I'd be that. very surprised. I have not. Only one. I've only got one tweet from Ed Boon saying like, hey, check this video out. And it was an article including my video in it. But I'm pretty sure. Sh- okay, that's pretty much the only one. I'm pretty sure Netherrealm has not. I, I don't know if they've noticed my content or not. And I've been doing it for a long time. And I'm not giving up. I'm not saying like, hey, no, I okay, mean, never mind. 
But I, I want my stuff to get noticed or like seen and my voice heard. Yes, and that's I don't what it's know, about. And I, I don't know that for a fact because obviously they can't say like, hey, I checked out your video and and then leave. But like, you know, you know, like I don't Netherrealm like does tweet out like videos like Maximilians and everything and like they, they you know, give shout outs to him and everything like Ed Boone and everything like that and like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like, you know, I'm not crapping on any other YouTuber, like, uh, like Uncage or anything. Like he's my buddy and everything, but I'm just saying like, you know, if he, if they can tweet out the video and everything, then like, why shouldn't our bill or why shouldn't, I'm not saying like they should tweet out my video. I'm just saying like, why, why can't our voice be heard? If, 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 if is our voice heard? Is there something being done? Are you guys listening to us? I want to know if they if they are or not, and that could be like anyway, like putting something in the game, like you said, like Fujin and video games, or they don't have to tweet out my video or anything. I just want to know that my voice is being heard. Yeah, I will say this: yeah, I can guarantee someone in Netherum Studios knows who you are. If Paul is going to acknowledge random hot girl players on TYM, I'm sure they know who you are. I'm almost positive, but. Go on, Cyborg. I was just going to say, I didn't mean this for it to turn into like a Mad Max witness me thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> witness me! <laughs> I like the reference. Yeah. Um, I didn't mean for it to turn into that because I know people can, can misconstrue that into like we're begging for attention or we just want Netherrealm's attention. It's not that and don't misinterpret what Bruss said or what we said. We When we say we want to be heard and we want to be noticed in that sense, it's just because... In a lot of ways, we have a strong community, be it 1,000 fans, 50,000 fans, 100,000, 150. We are putting stuff out there hoping that they take our opinion into consideration. That's all we're saying. We're not saying like, oh my God, we're going to cream our pants because Ed Boon looked at our video. Nothing like that. It's more about, <laughs> hey, you know, we don't feel like this fan, you know, certain times it doesn't feel like this side of the fan base is being heard. So it would be nice hopefully that they that message does get across and that's why i said it doesn't matter if it's max or whatever as long as they're spreading the same message of you know get fujin in there uh you know like martian manhunter and injustice one stuff like that i mean those are solid messages to get to them because sometimes it you know they can get crowded by casuals and stuff like that which obviously have their place because that's where the majority of the sales come from but you know your hardcore audience sometimes it's nice to have them listen to as well the ones and that have been there get... since the beginning, the one that stuck with you with you for years, they they gotta get something. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. but anyways, we'll wrap it up there. I didn't want to go. Obviously, I, I went on that tangent for a whole lot there, but I mean, I think it's important because well, I don't. They're kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. I don't know it's who that person is. I just want there to be some. I mean, I just want people to understand that the struggle is real, and sometimes it's like. <laughs> you know all you're trying to do is share a channel and then you get and this happened on reddit too people blew me up on there as well so i won't go into that either but it was the fact that the dude was a subscriber and that it was that was the thing that really was like made me feel like it was worth mentioning because that kind of defied all logic at that point for me and felt it i don't know why people would blow you up on reddit because like it said like you can't promote your videos if it doesn't relate to the subreddit and your stuff does relate to the to the subreddit, so. and it related to that post. But I digress. Like, yeah, so that's a whole it, other thing. Not going to yeah. go into that one. But anyways, yeah. not to leave it on a downer or like a negative note. We're loving Injustice <laughs> too. We're all excited for the game. We're loving everything we see about it. So that was just a little side tangent. I should have warned you to just tune out if you don't want <laughs> if you don't want to hear a giant rant. But I did preface it that it was going to be a rant at least. So, anyways, thanks for coming on, Brusque. Um, nice to have you back. Anytime. 
Zach, thanks for joining you, us, dude. We had you like on the first time year and a half or something crazy ago. It was a long two time waiting ago. to MKX. Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> Damn, man. was it two years ago? Time Shit. flies. Time flies. I guess it is two years ago because Injustice came out like two years ago. Or not Injustice, but <laughs> MKX. Man, I'm getting all sorts Injustice of messed up. <laughs> <two years ago. laughs> time flies. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on. Check out his channel. Obviously, what's the... I don't. I know it's Brust Poet, but is it Brust Poet Productions, right? It's Brust Poet Productions, but you can just search up Brust Poet and everything will come up. Yep, so you can find him on there if you haven't already. He's got a lot more subscribers than we do, so if, you, if you're one of our subscribers and you're not one of his subscribers, I would kind of question what's going on with that, but check him out if you <laughs> haven't already. Um, and yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys. We'll see you for... Man, I didn't even say the episode number this time in the beginning. What am I doing with myself? I think it's I think it's what are you the doing lack with of your Shadow life? Spending all your time in Twitch chats before the stream starts. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, apparently Razor <laughs> and I need to have like episode a episode number. So I need you to prepare. like talk to Razor about like what I'm doing with my life over here, you're wasting your time in those Twitch chats. Anyway, um, you guys take care. We'll see you for episode 58 next time. This was episode 57. You guys have a good one. Another reveal next week, or no, not next week. It's the twenty third. That is, yeah, that is next week. So we're gonna get another character reveal then, as well as we're getting Robin for sure as a character breakdown on the next Watchtower stream next Wednesday. And they said there would be one more surprise character as well as a breakdown character for next week. Anyways, nice to see Sean Hemrick back in the stream, by the way, and glad to see him back. Yeah, it's been a while, dude. Hopefully he's taking care and all of that good stuff since he's been off Twitter. And yeah, anyways, you guys have. A good one. Later. Not everybody. Stay off those yeah. Twitch streams. <laughs> <laughs> if you show up on time, it's appropriate. Half an hour early, just get a life. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to I mean, think well, I had a close You're there for it. the scintillating conversation? <laughs> yes. It's like going to a movie theater. Like, you know, before <laughs> the movie starts, you know, the, the trailers haven't started yet. Everyone's waiting. You're making conversation like you're anticipated and excited, yeah. But I'm, really... I'm an introvert. I don't talk to those strangers. <laughs> you eat your Mike and Ike's and you enjoy it, damn it. <laughs> All right. See you guys later. Later.